0: G'day listeners, we are back with episode 92 of the Adrian Bowe podcast and what an amazing vignette we have in store for you today because just at the at the risk of sounding cliche, we are going back to the future where it all started at episode number one many years ago where it was called the Skills Workshop by Adrian Bow and Troy Malcolm, and guess what, Mister Troy Malcolm, he is back. How are you, sir?
1: Hey, Adrian, how are you? Welcome, uh, welcome back for me. Welcome back for you. This is uh, this has been a long time coming. We were just talking before we started recording, and I think the last Skills Workshop we did together was back in september or october 2019 so it feels like a lifetime ago but obviously not for us because we talk almost every day anyway multiple times a day but mate i'm glad that we can uh we can provide hopefully some value back
0: to everyone yeah absolutely well this is the genesis of the adrian bode podcast was the skills workshop and i've i've got to tell you there's a there's a couple of metrics one is i get to look on the back end and the skills workshop episodes are the most highly downloaded. But also anecdotally, the amount of Instagram messages I get and, and calls, people say, "Hey, Adrian Bo and Troy Malcolm, when are you guys coming back together?" It's like it's like you know, Dean Martin, Jerry Lewis, Batman, <laughs> Robin. You know, the cliches could go on there, but they said, you guys just put out the best content. And, you know, we're humbled by that. We're really, really humbled. And Troy and I had a chat and said, hey, if there's a demand for great quality content, well, we're here to deliver it to you on a weekly basis. So here we are. And Troy, um, obviously, um, we've all evolved since then. You've got uh, a great role of head of sales in the hooker group. Um, You know, obviously, I've got a burgeoning um, uh, coaching business um how's how are you going with the new role there
1: yeah it's it's amazing adrian it's uh it's very exciting and and slightly different challenge uh the the hookers group the lj hooker group is uh, a very large company and um probably one of the most recognized australian businesses in any industry when you think of those iconic australian brands you kind of think of Qantas and lj hooker they kind of come top of mind and the business is an interesting one because it's managed to stay relevant and evolve itself over that 94 year period so it's uh it's really exciting obviously it's relatively new for me um i haven't been in the role that long but what I am starting to do is meet a lot of fantastic people within that group and it's actually quite nice a lot of them are saying oh I remember when you and Adrian used to do this and that and we we used to sneakily listen to the podcast and then share it in our sales meetings so hopefully not only the wider audience but some of the the listeners that we've got great relationships with they'll jump back on and they'll they'll re-listen to a lot of the podcasts not only from before but also the ones going forward. So, um, mate, I'm just really happy and congratulations as well, Adrian. The amount of uh, exposure that you get uh, is phenomenal and it's reflective of you being um, you know, out there in the field, still being a practicing real estate professional. You're, you're auctioning, you're selling, you're running an EBU, you're actively involved in the leadership of an office. You've got your training business. You're, you're a mentor to so many of the younger agents coming through. Uh, mate, I don't know how you find time to do everything you do, but on behalf of, I guess, the whole industry, thank you for what you do. Uh, it doesn't go unnoticed. And, and
0: mate, I'm just excited to be back part of this. Thanks, uh, Troy. I really appreciate that. that that's very um, humbling. Um, and I can't wait to get into some skills so people can get some value add. Um, yesterday, I got an email from Facebook. I had absolutely no idea what a blue tick meant, but I'm wearing my blue tie in homage of that. Uh, they sent me an email saying that... You got blue, uh, something verification or whatever. So, you're, I don't you're know verified. whether that's you're a, good real. Or a bad thing what it means, but hey, I'll, I'll take it. Give it. my blue's my favorite color. If I'm you're real, that, okay? That, that means you're real. So you're verified. It was, uh, <laughs> got it. All right. Now, well, I, I'm wearing my blue tie in homage. Blue's my favorite color. So, but you're, you're a tech genius, man. What, what, was it, what does it mean? I don't know it just means
1: that you've been verified uh by the users of those websites that um your your information is is ratified real content is authentic uh and also there's a verification process to make sure that you're not just spamming people so there's a lot of value add there's a lot of benefit um you you know you could call yourself like a kardashian or something like that they're all verified as well adrian <laughs>
0: hey there's been the well it's so a much, nice endorsement so
1: yeah I was just going to say adrian we've got we've got so much to cover off there's been so much happening um around Australia in real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, right now and and a lot of the a lot of the team members and people listening to this episode they're probably going to have the same challenges even though geographically they might be in different areas um you've you've obviously been doing a lot of on the run coaching mentoring and kind of um tactical tips and tricks out there in the market to stay relevant what are you seeing right now when we go through these uh, restrictions
0: well um Troy, it's it's really relevant. We talk about it because um, we certainly can't, you know, place our head in the sand about what's currently happening. Uh, in saying that, in saying that, we can't go to the other extreme and just and just, um, you know, give up uh, because there are deals to be done. Um, there there are buyers that want to buy. There are sellers that want to sell. And quite frankly, if you look at what's happened um in between the two COVID outbreaks what we've experienced is hyper growth both in productivity activity pricing um and 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 also volume so that is very very encouraging and the reasons the reasons that i i allocate to that are that um, the the community has placed a very high level of importance on the security of bricks and mortar. That's number one. Number two, it's obvious that people are working and entertaining more at home. Number three, uh, we're now in a manic market that... Uh, life-changing decisions are made at the drop of a hat because if anyone was ever thinking about moving to Queensland, moving to Barrel, Southern Highlands, uh, downsizing, upsizing, reducing debt, increasing debt, you know, COVID plus historically low interest rates have allowed and motivated and accelerated these decisions rapidly. So um, as you and I were just saying in a coaching session we just had previously um, that there are people in our database that need high frequency. So, you know, in years gone by, Troy, um, you know, if you spoke to someone and they said, look, I'm not, I'm not selling, definitely not looking to do anything, you would retire them to use agent box language or CRM language, you would retask them for 6 or 12 months. Now you need to retask them for for 30, 60, 90 days time because they literally could get a job transfer, they literally could make a decision for a cease change, they literally could make a decision to reduce debt. Um, You know, it's a very fluid market, uh, Troy.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting and, and I know we're going to cover off a couple of key dialogues that you've been using with your pipeline. Um, Adrian, I know also that, you know, if we if we look at coming out of the restriction and hopefully all going according to plan, we will see that over the next coming weeks in all the states uh, around Australia, the ones that do have the restrictions in place. It's really interesting to measure um, what you said earlier about the activity, the pricing, the premiums. I think also volume. I, I think this time around, I we're a little bit battle weary. We know exactly what we're going through in regards to the restrictions. Everyone's in that rhythm. It's not new. So there's not the unknown. But also people remember exactly what happened as we came out of those restrictions. So I kind of see it as a really uh, almost like a perfect storm. Uh, you look at those big macro levels of what we're seeing now in regards to historically low interest rates, um, you know, the the price, uh, the sorry, wages, um, you know, all of those types of things, unemployment rates, inflation. Uh, you start to realize that Australia is still one of those great places to be investing in bricks and mortar, as you said. So it kind of excites me, but it's also important for the listeners to know right now what they have to do to be prepared to succeed when that Lifting happens when we see that activity come back because a lot of people would be focused on current campaigns and getting them sold and not thinking about pipeline. I know that that's one thing that you've been thinking about very much so, uh, and you're preparing your team, your clients, your future pipeline to hit the ground running as soon as those restrictions are left. Can you kind of share with everyone what that looks like?
0: Absolutely. Well, I'm very fortunate enough to coach a lot of Melbourne agents, Troy, and. And you could set your clock by that the minute lockdowns were lifted and that's happened four times for them, which has been very disruptive to their business. But the overcompensation that occurs post lockdown every single time after each of each four of them has been overwhelming. You know, so when I talk about overcompensation, I'm talking about buyers that are um, looking to make up for that potential wasted time um, and and looking to buy property, given that there was a forced shortage, if you will. Um, I've got sellers, you know, in Melbourne that were just saying, look, you know, we made the decision three weeks ago, but we just haven't been able to do it. So let's get the property on the market like yesterday, you know? Um, so you've got this overcompensation occurring, which can create Higher competition, higher volume, and potentially better pricing. And we've only got to look as far as Sydney, Troy, between the two COVID uh, um, um, events, if you will, that we've had anything from a fifteen to thirty percent price hike in in in, in different markets. But minimum fifteen percent over a very short period of time. So what does that tell me? It tells me based on ARIC language, which I heard a couple of years ago, Troy, which you might remember, let's go on a bender, a listing bender. Um, Because, you you know, over the next couple of weeks, if you dominate the stock, you will dominate the market. And we know that you're still allowed to do appraisals. You're still allowed to sign properties up. So... Uh, I'd be explaining to your vendors that there's no better time because that way we can literally have photos done, marketing prepared. And the minute that the restrictions are lifted, we are one press of the button away from going live and literally that day receiving potentially thousands of web views dozens of email inquiries, scores of phone inquiries and potentially multiple um, inspections, you know. So that's something that we can only prepare for now and um, my strong recommendation is deploy yourself towards that activity which all starts with connecting with your database and creating face-to-face dollar productive appointments.
1: Yeah, what a great way as well, Adrian, to bring your pipeline forward if it's right for them. I always come with the end in mind and make sure that, you know, you're doing things in your client's best interest. And if everything is aligning to make the recommendation, to prepare everything, to have that launch as soon as we see the restrictions lifted. um, What a great way to maybe bring three or four properties forward. We also know right now um, listings are creating momentum. Momentum are creating more listings Um, And what I mean by that is people that have the listings out there, because stock levels are historically quite tight and days on market are very short, those that have the listings are meeting the buyers and meeting the future sellers. That's creating momentum for them to go out and appraise properties, which is creating more listing opportunities. It's kind of obvious when you put it like that, but seeing it out in the field day in, day out, we're really starting to see those agents that are having those listings and really exceeding at that, are really setting the market on fire and they're, they're dominating. They're taking not only 20% market share, Adrian, they're taking 30, 40, 50% market share in many circumstances. Um, and, you know, it's really hard for other agents to build that momentum. So I think it's a great strategy that you just made that recommendation to everyone. Uh, what else should we be conscious of? We speak a lot about buyers and buyers, I guess, fatigue right now in the market, they may have missed out on one or two properties. How do we see that, changing getting better staying
0: the same getting worse for them over the next couple of months yeah it's a very good question troy and buyer and vendor management have never been so important and mainly around establishing expectations so what do i mean by that um you know if a buyer uh, is in front of you at at a private viewing or on the phone and they're saying, oh, thank God, you know, I'm I'm just hungover from this boom period over the last few months. I'm finally going to be able to purchase a bargain property. Well, you know, you know, you need to have a very pragmatic and polite discussion with those people and say, look, this is certainly not an opportunistic market. This is a market which, um, is 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 experiencing something that's not novel we've actually experienced it prior and if you were to go off what's happened prior all we've seen is a spike in pricing so my recommendation to you as a buyer is if this property suits you if you have got your finance in place if your pre-approval is still um, intact um, if your affordability is there and the repayments are going to be sensible for you, and the alternative is renting, which with rents have actually recalibrated quite well since that initial downturn, then I'd be proceeding to purchase. Because let me tell you, if you're trying to, within an inch of its life, determine the bottom of the market, you'll lose because you'll only know that afterwards. If- be trying to you know pick the top of the market as a seller to to sell your property, you'll lose because you'll only know that afterwards. So I think you've got to use very pragmatic, trusted advisor type dialogue. And it's interesting. I had a scenario a couple of weeks ago, and I presented an offer to a client, uh, unconditional offer, just over one point five. And uh, this was the day that COVID broke um, the news, but it hadn't broke yet. And it was really interesting because I sat in front of the vendor and said, look, you know, this has been a very comprehensive campaign. We've been on the market for three weeks. We've we've had um, 17,000 web views collectively off all the portals. We've had um, 44 uh, email inquiries. We've had 36 uh, phone inquiries. We've shown, um, you know, what was it, 70 groups through Um you know, it's my recommendation to you that it's very impossible to argue that this offer does not represent market value. And that owner, Troy, just so you know, her dream price was $40,000 more, which equated to about two and a half percent where the current offer was. And in fact, the current offer was a little bit more than what I initially appraised of that, right? Um, and this is really interesting for everyone to know. And when I sat down in front of the vendor, I said, look, I don't want to be an alarmist, but all I know being in the industry 32 years, that this last 18 months has been a very unpredictable market. We've got COVID still looming. Um, we've got global events festering like, you know, the two superpowers, China and USA, you know, are looking at, at a, potentially a Cold War brewing over Taiwan. You know, all these sort of things. And it wasn't catastrophic. It wasn't alarmist. It was just these, this is what happens. uh from things that are out of our control you know and they're global that are out of our control what we do know is that we've got a buyer at a price more than what i told you that i thought we could get it's two percent less than what you think it's worth but we've got all this objective data not subjective but objective data which is web stats email inquiries offers people through etc cetera, etc cetera. um you decide i'll support you no matter what but Let's say something happens that's out of our control, and the market comes back by five percent. You're going to be three percent worse off anyway. You decide what's best for you. Um, She took the offer, and literally, Troy, ninety minutes later, the the, the media was awash with with COVID and you know et cetera and blah blah. So, and she rang me and said, Adrian, you know that was you weren't pushy. You provided me really um, pragmatic, objective advice. You supported me either way. I'm really delighted I took the offer, you know. So that trusted advisor type role has been never been more important, Troy, than today.
1: Yeah, and on that, Adrian, I don't think you get that right to have that conversation unless you've done all the activities leading up to that as well. So we talk about vendor management, we talk about daily phone calls, we talk about weekly face-to-face, we talk about weekly written reports, uh, we talk about dealing with those hot buyers and speaking to them multiple times every single week, um, private inspections, all of those types of things. Until you've fulfilled all those duties, you don't really get the right to say that. And I know that your part of your business is to say in the process and make sure all those things are done so you can have those objective conversations um, that aren't alarmist you you know you made that very clear you're not being an alarmist but you are saying this is what would happen what's the difference for you right now is we're two and a half percent above or two and a half percent away from your dream price but we're above what we recommended the estimate would be uh, at the start of the campaign so I think it's a very methodical way to go through the process I also think to anyone listening there's there's a lot of information we've just given in a very short episode Adrian I know that we can probably talk all day but we're going to be bringing this to the team the listeners weekly is this what I'm kind of getting a sense Are we agreeing to weekly? on this skills,
0: absolutely. Skills website skills absolutely podcasts. we 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 are back we we are back the 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 troy and bo show <laughs> is back let me tell you we are back my man so that you couldn't be any rider in terms of providing that um, that you know uh, work and that effort if you will prior to making any recommendations because i, I call it what i call it troy is 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 two sort of uh chapters if you like one is evidence of effort Mm -hmm. and next is evidence of market now a lot of agents unfortunately do both but they do it in the in the opposite order they provide evidence of market before providing evidence of effort now let me tell you it don't work because if you display evidence of effort and and you talk the way i did which was hey comprehensive campaign these are the data points, you know and you've been there every week you haven't missed a daily phone call with your vendor haven't missed a daily face a weekly face-to-face you haven't missed a, a weekly vendor report you haven't missed an open for inspection then that's called evidence of effort so when it becomes evidence of market slash recommendations there shouldn't be much resistance at all if you've done your job correctly so absolutely we'll be back here every week providing tips hacks Coaching um, recommendations, everything you could possibly dream of. And, Troy, I'm so glad that we're working together again. I mean, we are very fortunate to enjoy a, a beautiful um, um, personal friendship, but this um, business relationship uh, will continue, and I know that the listeners will benefit from it. So the podcast is back, the Skills Workshop is back. So tune in, tune on, and we're about to tune out, and we'll be seeing you next week. <laughs>
1: Yeah, perfect. Hey, just to the inside, Adrian, as well, I know that the algorithm loves people rating five stars and leading reviews. And I know you've got so many reviews already on your podcast, but for listeners, hey, if you're excited to see us back on a Friday, oh, sorry, on a skills workshop, we used to do them Friday, I'm going back into that dialogue, Adrian. If you're happy to see yeah. us, back, make sure you give us a rating, hopefully of five stars, that's a great assumption, but also a review on what you want to see in the skills workshop uh, from Adrian and myself. Yes. Uh, but, mate, I am actually super excited. I know that we chat daily anyway about markets and pretty much we have a private skills workshop in regards to what we're seeing in the market and what's, happen- what's working for our teams that we're respectively working for and with. Um, but this is just a chance to really get that community uh, back involved in, in what we do and how we do it. And hopefully everyone will see some type of value uh, over the next couple of months. But, mate, thank you again. Uh, can't wait to see you next week.
0: Absolutely. And the beauty with this, Troy, is we're going to be doing it via audio. So, through wherever you listen to your podcast, you'll find the Adrian Bow podcast. It's everywhere. But also, we're going to be on video as well uh, because we aren't that bad on the eye. You know, we, we don't have heads. radio we're not too bad so we're told uh so we're going to be on facebook and through all the platforms as well but what that does provide more opportunities for people to write comments for questions for week after week and that's what i'm really excited about